Hey there, thoughtful listener. Would you like consistent and predictable sales activity with no spam and no ads? I'll teach you step by step how to do this, particularly if you're an agency owner, consultant, coach, or B2B service provider. What I teach has worked for me for more than 15 years and has helped me create more than $10 million in revenue. Just head to upmyinfluence.com and watch my free class on how to create endless high-ticket sales appointments. You can even chat with me live and I'll see and reply to your messages. Also, don't forget, the Thoughtful Entrepreneur is always looking for guests. Go to upmyinfluence.com and click on podcast. We'd love to have you. With us right now, Daniel Gomez. Daniel, you are an award-winning business coach. You are found on the web at danielgomezglobal.com and themakingofamillionairemind.com. Daniel, thank you so much for joining us. Josh, man, I'm excited. I tell you what, I ate some extra Wheaties this morning for you, brother, because I want to bring the energy. I want to bring the excitement. I know we got some successful business owners here. And sometimes, you know what happens sometimes when we get success? We get lazy and we get satisfied. Mm-mm-mm-mm. You know how I know? Yeah. It happened to yours truly right here, Daniel Gomez. Uh, yeah. Thank you for having me. Really, thank you. I'm honored to be here with you. I also want to just give you a shout out. You produce a lot of great content. You're a podcaster, right? Yes, sir. Daniel Gomez inspires show. Go right now for our podcast listener right now. Listen, this is just the beginning of your journey with Daniel. If you haven't met him yet, uh, go subscribe to Daniel Gomez inspires show. Binge listen to every single episode. But Daniel, I think you kind of alluded to kind of your one of your superpowers here. And that has to do with maybe business leaders, business professionals, entrepreneurs, founders, that maybe they get burnt out, maybe they get lazy, or, you know, maybe they just don't enjoy what they're doing anymore. I mean, there's a lot of things that can happen. I'll let you kind of, Daniel, explain like who you typically work with. Well, let me, let me tell you a little bit of backstory. I was at the Miami, amazing event, Floyd Mayweather. We're on this yacht Ooh. and it's just amazing. I point over to this house because it's amazing. It was right there in Miami, the, the hub, the beach, the Bay Area. And I told this guy, hey, man, I'm going to have a house like that one day. And he's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, I mean it. I'm being totally serious with you. We go back to the hotel and I'm looking at these pictures, Josh. True story. For the first time in a while, I was upset at myself because I said, the guy in the picture can't buy that house. The guy in the picture can't buy that house. My cheeks were a little chubby. I hadn't realized, Josh, how complacent I got in my success of my business. More money in the bank than we've ever had. More toys than we've ever had. Help more people than we've ever helped. More of everything. But in that success, since I had gone over my financial set point and just right, I got satisfied and I just, well, they can do it, right? I'm good. And so many leaders, like I fall into that trap. So many business owners do that because now they're making more revenue than they've ever made. And they stop doing the things that got them there. And they just maintain instead of having that growth mindset, that growth business to where you're creating new revenue every day. And I see it over and over, Josh. Yeah. Talk about who you work with today. And and if you wouldn't mind, maybe share a little bit about the impact that you have in your work. Man, well, a good example is we work with pretty mid-sized to large corporations. We just came back and did a big conference here in Ron Rock, Texas, Keller Hari Resorts. We had 
all these dentists there that really just got stuck, right? So I'm the type of person that if the business has a problem, it's the owner. I don't keep from working with anyone. And I mean, I say that because there's small corporations that need help. There's bigger businesses, mid-sized organizations that need help. So to answer your question, I've trained the United States Air Force, right? I'm blessed to be one of the only speakers that goes into the United States NCO Academy officers. And we did a huge training for them. And it was, we rocked it. So my motto is this, if I can add value to the United States Air Force, why can I add value to your organization? And the big win that we had, we just had a big organization out of Florida with over 80 employees. They went from making 19 million. And I'm not saying it's all me, but they hit over 40 million from one year to the next. Unlocking the true value of an organization when I work with them. Okay, let's break that down. How does one do that? Well, the thing is, this is right. It's people. We forget about this. Sometimes we focus so much on the revenue. I know so many businesses out there, right? That say I'm seven figure, eight figure, nine figure, but they're in the red. It doesn't matter. No, it's not how much money you make, Josh. It's how much money you get to keep. And the thing is, we don't focus on that. Sometimes we we get impressed because you and I both know this. This is an era of social media. You post a picture 10 times until you get it right. And so many times in business, we're looking for the big numbers, but no, what's right? What's your percentage of your compensation to your sales team? What's your compensation for this? What are you paying out? And so many people, they have a lot of money that's going out and a lot of money that's coming in. But at the end of the day, they're in the red. A great example. We had a business with about 100 employees and they were losing a million. They were losing a million every year, straight red. And I took on the challenge and we did in a year, in three months, we took them from a million in the red to a million in the back, $2 million mm -hmm. swing. And so many times we don't realize that it's the people, the environment that we're in that dictates who we are a lot of times. So if your culture of your business has become stagnant, if your culture has gone to the left or to the right, this is a thing. Most leaders don't recognize it at that point because they themselves are stagnant. Um, so let's kind of focus on, you know, kind of the, and I know you got a lot of success, <laughs> but um, talk about where that stagnancy comes from. So again, I just want to make sure that we've delivered some action items. Let's say I'm a leader of an organization and things feel off, right? Where do I go and what do I do with that? And, you know, again, where is, I don't want to say where's the blame, right? Because we want to be solution focused here, but what should a leader do when they recognize something's not quite right with our culture? How can they start to interrupt that? Well, I think the first thing is you have to ask yourself this question, write this question down. I'll give you some actionable items, right? You have to self-assess yourself as a leader. You have to do it on a monthly basis. So many times as a leader, we look at, right, we set these KPIs, we set these quotas, and then we assess it at the end of the month, right? We focus on the results. Well, forget the results. It's what's the input. So what's the input going that's getting me that output? And I say this because for me, in order for our business to grow to where we got to, it's like I had to assess myself and really ask Daniel, okay, Daniel, are you really giving 110%? What can you improve on? And going back to my story, when I was looking at these houses in Miami, it's like, even though we were having success in that season, Josh, I said to myself, if I'm in this shape, I'm taking shortcuts in my workout because I was going to the gym, right? It wasn't that I wasn't going to the gym. I was showing up to the gym, but I was just going through the motion. And because I was just going through the motion to maintain, my body was reflecting that exact result that, man. So I said, this is what I said to myself. If I'm taking shortcuts in my workouts, I'm taking shortcuts in my business, I just don't see it. I just mm. don't see it. Because the way you do something, Josh, is the way you do everything. We've heard that before, right? Amen. The way I do something is the way I do everything. I was so pissed off at myself. 
So leaders, you have to be upset with yourself first, right? Because the facts were there. The phone was here, right? The picture, that was me. That was me in the picture. And so many times we don't look at ourselves as the leader of the owner of the founder of that business. And we want to look at our manager. We want to look at our employees. But guess what? Things are caught, not taught. What are you teaching? What are you talking a good game? But are you walking what you're saying you're doing? Are you living the behaviors that you want to see in your people? And as soon as I got back to the hotel, the next morning, I said, Reggie, be at my house Monday morning. You've been on my tail to train with me for about a year and a half now. I blew them off, right? Didn't want a trainer. But you know what I did? The best thing I ever did, I didn't need a business coach in that season because I was pretty much there. I needed a kick in the butt. So Reggie, once I got with Reggie three times a week, pushing me on my workouts, one more set, one more rep over here, I carried that attitude into my business. We doubled by the end of that year. And it was just amazing because I had a change and you really have to self-assess and see where are you taking shortcuts at? Because shortcuts equal short paychecks equal short revenue. Yeah, I can't agree with, you know, one question I like to ask myself is look at anything that you've just done and ask yourself this question. This is pretty sobering. How is that a reflection of my life? So it it could be the smallest thing, right? Like I was just out picking uh, key limes off my lime tree and uh, some tomatoes and snackable red peppers. And in that moment, I was filled with gratitude. I'm like, I cannot believe that I'm just getting this abundant fruit and vegetables here and just reflective in everything we do. And so just being very conscious about how am I showing up right now? And in that example, I'm like, you know what? How is that a reflection of my life? I feel like I'm today not always. Today, I try to have much more gratitude in my life, right? And that could be a good example, right? Of like, you should feel really good about yourself if those are the emotions that you conveyed, right? Or again, you might look at something disappointing that happened, right? How is that a reflection of our life? And those usually give really big clues as to what we might be willing to work on or deconstruct and reconstruct. Yes. Well, the thing is, this is right. You have to ask yourself as a leader, especially for your organization, right? What do I need to learn? What do I need to unlearn? And what do I need to relearn? Let me say that again. What do I need to learn? What do I need to unlearn? And what do I need to learn? And I think that's a great question to ask yourself monthly as the leader of your organization, as the president, the founder, whichever position you hold, because the truth is that we try to use the same strategies from a year ago, from five years ago in business of today, and it doesn't work that way. And a great example of that is even myself, I've been kind of just deflective of of AI, but right, it's coming into play. Could it help us to become a better organization? So I'm now going to get serious and say, okay, I'm going to take an AI class, see what I can learn. And if I can trust the source, maybe I'll implement that. But the strategies that got us here are not the strategies that are going to get us to the next level. And so many times though, when, when you're the leader of an organization, This is what we say, because it's habit, right? We all know it takes 21 days to start forming a habit, 90 days, it becomes a lifestyle. And sometimes leaders, this is their crutch. This is their kryptonite. They say, I know, Josh. I know, Daniel. I know. So if your attitude is, I know, you're not going to be open-minded to receiving the new. And that's what happens to many businesses where they start, right? You start disintegrating instead of being creative and growing. Yeah. And Daniel, let me ask you this, uh, because I've actually been thinking about this a lot lately, this idea of kind of this Dunning-Kruger effect, right? Where the more we think we know, or if we get to the point where we say, well, I know all the things, like, I feel like that's that pride cometh before the fall kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Yes. 
Yeah. And I find that at the most successful people I know, or the most, you know, certainly the, the most brilliant people I know are very quick to acknowledge what they don't know. And that they say, you know, or, or acknowledge that it's this objectivity, I think, you know, being, knowing our biases, knowing our, you know, for example, like you'd mentioned AI. Well, I think there were a lot of people when that first came out, I think they got a little butthurt. <laughs> or scared, right? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, they felt defensive. And I think that that is like, why not examine that emotion? Where's that emotion coming from? What are you afraid of? Or how could you adapt? What do you need to deconstruct and reconstruct in this moment so that you can be a better leader for the years ahead? You know, I love what we're talking about. So they self-sabotage. And one of the things that I talk about in my book, right, The Makings of a Millionaire Mind, is I ask your question in the book, what is your financial thermostat? What is the financial set point of my business, of my organization? Because what happens is you've never hit, right? We'll just say you hit six figures for the first time. And it's right, you get it. Well, then the thing is this, if you're not used to making six figures and that's not your financial thermostat, you're going to come back to the temperature and maybe your revenue was stuck at 50,000 a year. That's an example. If you're a bigger, small corporation, right? Maybe your revenue's at a at million dollars and you hit that, but you're not used to that. And then, right, this is what I want your audience to hear right now. We don't rise to our level of skill set. We don't rise to our level of business knowledge. We fall to what we believe we deserve. We fall to the level that we believe that we deserve in business and in life. So many people, they hit that level. You've all heard those stories, right? Overnight success. Doesn't matter what type of business it was mm -hmm. for a year or two years. They make a million. They crush it. Where are they three years later? They self-sabotage and something happened where they lost everything because they didn't have, right? They didn't raise their financial set point to the right where they needed to be at. So in return, they didn't feel worthy and deserving of it. So they fell down back to the level of what they thought they deserved. And I see How this you, over and over and over. Yeah. How do you respond to someone who says, oh, not me. I'm not going to do that. When I make riches, then all my problems will be solved. You and I both know from experience. <laughs> That's yeah. someone who says that. They still have a long way to go, I think. Right. Yeah. But well, I'll, I'll let you frame that. What's going well, on there? Well, the thing is this, like I talk about in my book, right? I, there's a chapter called there, protect your heart. Cause this is the biggest lie that we've been told. Right. And I challenge anybody on this. They say money makes you more of who you are. That's what they say. Right. If that was true, maybe, but I'm going to challenge that fable. I'm going to call it a fable because if 90% of Americans don't have a hundred thousand dollars in the bank, right? 90% of Americans don't have a hundred thousand. And if 50% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck, how can somebody that's, that's living paycheck to paycheck state that when I become a millionaire, I have this level of wealth that I'm going to be this person? You don't know. Because I can tell you when I myself, Josh, when I myself grew our savings account, right? Not liquid, right? This is what we're keeping. When our account went to a quarter million to half a million, there's something that changes inside of you. And you got to protect that heart because sometimes you can think like, well, maybe I'm better than them. And then if you come from a scarcity background, which over 90% of America does, you start to go instead of creative mode, you go into that horde mode and you're like, oh, I don't want to lose it now because I've never had this much success. And I'm telling you, Josh, because I'm opening my heart to your audience that this is this is what I went through. These are things that I personally, these demons that I had a battle. And once I realized that I'm so sabotaging myself, no, like I'm going to continue pushing forward. Now, when your revenue, right, when your savings account, not your revenue, but when your savings account goes from from 100,000 to a quarter million to a half a million to a million to two million, now you feel comfortable with that amount of money 
and you raised your financial set point and your self-image grew. But all these things happened because, right, it was an internal job that had to happen inside that business owner. And people say, well, money makes you more of who you are. No, it doesn't because I'm loving, I'm tithe. I'm a tither, right? I'm not I'm afraid to say it. I believe for every dollar I earn, I give a dime to God's kingdom and I give a dime to myself. I always pay myself first. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah. but people don't realize that. It's like saying, Josh, we were just talking about San Antonio, right? Hey, Josh, don't you love that restaurant on the Riverwalk? Well, no, if you've never been there, I can't say it. You have to taste it. So how can yeah. someone give an opinion of a food if they've never eaten? How can someone give an opinion of having a million dollars sitting in the bank if they've never even had a hundred thousand? Come on. Yeah. Uh, Daniel, your websites, uh, again, danielgomezglobal.com and themakingofamillionairemind.com. To a friend that's been listening to our conversation, they're like, I like this guy. We already told him about the podcast, the Daniel Gomez Inspire Show. Uh, but what would you recommend they do? Like, what would be the next step as someone's just kind of getting to know you and they they want more? Yeah. So text the word millionaire to 210-942-5059. And what I want to do for your audience is I'll give them a complimentary discovery session, my time, no charge to them, and just see if I can answer a question for them because I believe in giving back, right? So many people, they want to have that million dollar business. They want to have that nine figure, bigger business. But This is a truth that people watching need to understand. The marketplace is going to reward you according to the value you deliver to it. So are you delivering million dollar value? Are you delivering that eight figure value? Think about this. Everybody wants that seven, eight figure business. The problem with that is many people are a five or six figure man or woman. Yeah. All right. Daniel Gomez. Thank you so much, award-winning coach. Your website's one last time, danielgomezglobal.com and themakingsofamillionairemind.com. Daniel Gomez, thank you so much for joining us. Josh, man, what an honor to be here. Thank you, everybody. I hope it added value. And Josh, I'll see you soon, my friend. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. If you're a listener, I'd love to shout out your business to our whole audience for free. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or join our listener Facebook group. Just search for The Thoughtful Entrepreneur in Facebook. I'd love even if you just stopped by to say hi. I'd love to meet you. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. We love our community who listens and shares our program every day. Together, we are empowering one another as thoughtful entrepreneurs. Hit subscribe so that tomorrow morning, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you for around 15 minutes each day. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement.